When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Purple Podcast. I'm Ben Gessling from ESPN, joined by Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad of 1500 ESPN and 1500ESPN.com. We are in the throes of the dead period of the NFL schedule, which is uh, a nice break for beat writers, but uh, not a lot going on news-wise. The fun thing about that, though, is it gives us a chance to uh, expand on some things, pull back the lens a little bit, which we're going to do today. Um, Guys, to start with, let's take a look at the Vikings roster. Give me one position, a position group, that you are feeling good about and one that still gives you a lot of concern as the Vikings head into training camp uh, a month from Sunday, I believe. Well, I think I would say feeling good about the defensive line. Even with Sharif Floyd's issues, the defensive line was great. He wasn't there last year. Daniil Hunter could take even another step this year and be considered one of the best players in the NFL. It is absurd to me that he was not a pro bowler last year. So I may just, for future reference, refer to him as a pro bowler. When you are third in the league in sacks and you don't make the pro bowl, yet somehow Anthony Barr does... That's just baffling. Tells you a lot about the Pro Bowl. It does. It shouldn't uh, exist. So let's just it, let's just say that 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 unless you're an All Pro, they shouldn't even bother. Yeah. Okay. How's that sound? But either way, I'm very confident in Daniel Hunter even taking another step. Everson Griffin. The idea of moving him around on that front line is very exciting to me, and there is depth there. That even if one of the defensive ends has to miss time, it seems like Dayton Jones can move out to an end position or. Brian Robison can still rush the passer, seven and a half Mm -hmm. sacks last year. So they've got some depth there. And, of course, Linval Joseph is, if he's not the best pure nose tackle in the league, he's one of the top three. Uh, I I feel great about that position. Where you don't feel great, there's a couple of different candidates, but still the offensive line, I would say. Yeah, They did their best to sign two of the better free agents, but that is a low bar to reach to be one of the better free agents out there. They are two very good run blockers, I would say. Mm -hmm. so would Mike Zimmer. The pass blocking is still questionable, and I think you're still going to be looking at a passing offense that, because of the two tackles, has to get the ball out pretty quick. And I also think if there's some injuries, 
who knows which direction that goes. Uh, the one <laughs> thing they do have in the middle, I think. There's one direction it could go. And yeah, not yes, yes. The, in the middle, well, TJ Clemmings is a guard now, so you're all set. That's a oh, joke, that's guys. Yeah, that's no, joke. I got, I got the joke. Uh, no, but but Pat Elfline, I wasn't is, worried about him. To me, is likely to be a backup to start. Yeah, I think Nick Easton is right now the favorite to win that job. That gives you a little more depth in the middle, outside in the tackles. Rashad Hill. <laughs> then what? I don't know. After that, Jeremiah Searles, T.J. Clemmings, Willie Beavers, Willie Beavers. I mean, it's if your uh, tackles get hurt again, you're. In big trouble. Yes. Huge so, trouble. So the, the two lines are my candidates. Um, all right. Let me uh, start by going backwards here and telling you the position group or the area that I would actually be most concerned about instead of starting with the positive. Uh, <laughs> Sports screen starts negative. It's going to be this be is, still my heart. I've been harping on this uh, for the last few months, and I will continue. Nickel corner. Xavier Rhodes at the corner that to me. It is not a position group. Okay, but it's a very important part of a position group, which is I trust Xavier Rhodes. Okay. New Terrence Newman, 39 going on 40, am I correct? 38 going on 39. Okay. Very old. very A very good player for his age, but eventually that cliff comes, and we don't know when. So Trey Waynes might have to play there. But what worries me most in this position group is the nickel corner, which is essentially a starter, plays, what, about 65% of the snaps? Yeah. Mackenzie Alexander is a guy who disappointed last year, and I realize they're putting all their eggs in the basket of Zim can coach guys up, and perhaps he can. Uh, but to me, when you're facing the quarterback uh, trio and then basically the first quarter of you go Drew Brees opening night, Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, and Matthew Stafford, Ben Gessling, I am concerned about a nickel corner who is still trying to learn a position, which, number one, is not an outside corner. And number two, even if you want to learn it really bad, take some time. Could, so I'm starting there. Could you make an argument that the cornerback group as a whole is concerning, even with the presence of Xavier? Rose? Yes, that, but but my point is, my point is, the I start nickel corner most concerned. The second corner though concerns me as well because yeah. if Newman goes goes off that cliff, do I completely trust Trey Waynes? Probably not. Do I hope to God for the Vikings' sake he's good. But if Newman goes off the cliff and Waynes has to be that guy, that concerns me. But I think starting with Drew Brees, that they are going to go after Alexander constantly in that yeah. game and say, prove it, kid. Something that's interesting to me is that no one else was brought in even as veteran depth. I mean, yeah. there were, were a handful of guys that we picked out. One that I'm familiar with, Corey Graham, has not found a team yet. A guy who used to play for Baltimore and Buffalo who can play. And he's kind of like a Terrence Newman. He's been around a long time, could play any spot. So your backup right now is Jabari Price. Is he? He's the yeah. top backup, yeah. essentially. Or Newman and I mean, Waynes comes in? Newman, technically, I guess. But I wouldn't even be that surprised if uh, Newman is on the field a lot, that they play some dime packages. Yeah. Or, or he's in the slot. He's in the slot. Because if Alexander doesn't work out there, that's where Terrence Newman's going to end up playing. And he was switching in and out during OTAs to that nickel spot. So it seems like they're preparing Newman to play there. The point- he would get his chance to cover Jordy Nelson that way. Yeah, exactly. And the point being, you got to be, you have to be concerned. It might work. For all I know, it works. Uh, and then, actually, what do my, you like, Sports Grinch? My confidence. Congratulations, Vikings! You not only cut the cord on Adrian Peterson, but I like what you've done at that position. You drafted a kid. You signed a, a veteran who's going to come in and play the Chester Taylor role, who can block and catch passes, 
and McKinnon can be productive. So basically you're saying instead of putting all our eggs in the basket of a 31-year-old back who is aging, we're going to go to three guys. Running back is a position I've gone from being skeptical about how it was being treated, especially contractually, Mm -hmm. where you were paying way too much, to having three guys who I think can complement each other and help the quarterback. So the position that I like, and I always have to go last in these things, so I have to kind of go in a different direction. I I think I am going to pile on because I I agree with you on the running back situation. I think that that they have modernized that (laughs) financially, especially, is really important because they now have guys that, number one, are not taking up so much of their payroll that they can't afford to pay a quarterback because their days of having cheap quarterbacks are done. Um but also the fact that they have guys now who can catch the ball out of the backfield, they can play different roles that don't sort of tether you to one style of offense anymore is is important because this is still going to be a team, I think, that throws the ball to the running back a lot or wants to throw the ball to the running back a lot. And now you have three guys that can say, okay, we can be on the field to do that. I mean, there are Latavius Murray is going to be the guy, I think, that gets a lot of third downs by virtue of the fact he's going to be the best pass protector of the three. But you can use any of those three guys as receivers. You can move Jarek McKinnon and Dalvin Cook around. That makes up for a little bit of the position that I am concerned about at the moment, and that is wide receiver. With Michael Floyd possibly in legal trouble once again, he's due in court on Monday back in Arizona. The depth there is not great. You have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. It's a very nice top two, but... You are still waiting to see what Laquan Treadwell gives you. Rodney Adams may be something in the slot. I, I thought he had a nice offseason. Stacy Coley is a guy that that may give you something. He certainly looks like a guy that is intriguing in terms of his, his athletic ability. But there's not a guy that's proven to, number one, be a downfield threat, and number two, be a big target. I mean, Michael Floyd would give you some of those things if he's here and he's available but if he's not then you're back to hoping Laquan Treadwell turns into something Jerry is right he's still here he's been a forgotten man for a lot of reasons some of them puzzling some of them not but you have a lot of pieces there that still have to go the right way and when you are expecting Sam Bradford to be able to get the ball downfield a little bit more uh, probably we're not going to see them turn into the Oakland Raiders of the 1970s but I think they want to take advantage of play action they want to be able to push the ball downfield a little bit more you're going to have to have guys that can provide options because every defense is going to say if we take Diggs and Thielen away they don't have anybody that can make us pay for it especially now that you have Kyle Rudolph and you don't have a a tight end that sort of is proven to be a a downfield threat I mean Bucky Hodges could be that but we have to still have to see that so I mean all of this could still work out fine but especially in light of the Floyd situation, the wide receiver depth concerns me. The wide receiver depth, for sure. I don't know if I would go to that position right away just because of the talent on the two sides. And the fact that Diggs can move on the inside, you have two guys who could very reasonably both have 1,000 yards and are, I think, in the top 20 at the position based on what they did last year. So... I am concerned that if you don't have Michael Floyd, you don't know what is next there. Mm -hmm. But I also wonder, can you just kind of tape that position together knowing that you have those two guys who are going to be very solid? Now, Stephon Diggs has been hurt. 
last year and missed some time, and if that happens again, you are probably in trouble there. And I don't know what to expect from either one of the draft picks until we get into training camp. You can't really know. Or the first-round pick. Or the former first-round pick either. That's my big thing is is you, you can show Treadwell looking good in OTAs, right, in practices where he can't be bumped, he can't be tackled. But my concern is this. The fact is... Your first-round pick, guys, last year was targeted three times. And I know he was hurt and things uh, didn't go his way all the time. But when you're targeted three times and have one catch, something's wrong there. I mean, unless you're just flat-out out, that's not a deal where, where you catch you know, 25 balls and you're saying, ah, that's not great. This is a deal where you caught one pass. And so I just I keep going back to Ben's point. I keep going back to the fact that you signed Floyd for a reason – Mm-hmm. You didn't sign Floyd because he's a local guy and you really liked him. You signed Floyd because you looked at your depth chart and said, we need at least one more player there, a potential deep threat, right? And you thought that, that you, you had taken care of that and now that might be gone. And I know the Vikings have gone out of their way to say how great uh, Treadwell's looked and he's learned and he's healthy. But I have heard this story so many times. I mean, Troy Williamson, boys, I can't tell you how many <laughs> off seasons he's gone. He's gone to the Nike Vision Camp, yep. and, and he's done this and done that. And <laughs> I am, I am so skeptical by this point that there is almost no time that I am that I am going to sit down and say I buy this team's story. Maybe when training camp starts, but. OTAs, uh-uh. I've just heard these stories way too many times, guys. If you could go back in time, would you re-sign Cordero Patterson right now? Hmm. Boy, I for what the price was, pretty reasonable. I think I'd think about it. I mean, you know, for another guy that is somewhat reliable as a receiver, I mean, as reliable as Cordero Patterson can be, but also a guy that is a reliable kick returner and the price just wasn't that high so yeah i I think i think about it the thing i like about patterson over michael floyd if you were just to give me the choice this is even before floyd got in trouble i think if we put ourselves in that position you love floyd as a wide receiver it's not even close for route running for his ability to go up and get it one thing that cordero patterson couldn't do is ever win a battle for the ball yes It, it was his route running was focused on a lot But there were a couple times where Sam Bradford threw him a pass where he was running a real route, and he was in position to make a play on the ball and just couldn't. I remember Ben Lieber saying that early on, that Patterson and press coverage just didn't mix, which was odd because he's he's, he's big, and he got bigger when he was here. We'd hear every offseason about all the training he did to, to get bigger and get tougher, and he certainly had the size to be able to handle corners, but either wasn't interested in it or didn't have the... The wherewithal to do it. But the one thing the, the right technique. that you could give him is that you know exactly what you have. If you bring him back, there is no risk. There is no question mark. See, with Delvin Cook, if Delvin Cook blows up and gets arrested and goes to prison for 75 years, you know that you have two decent running backs, right? Yes. Even if the, the worst thing ever happens there, you have two decent running it's backs. It's not going to fall apart for 2017, you're right. But with Floyd, when yep. you sign him, there behind him was just question mark, question mark, question mark, question yes. mark. If you bring back Patterson yeah. and then one of the other guys emerge, you say, great, but you know exactly how you well, can write Patterson into the script. But this brings up the question to me, which is this. When you went to the open market, 
if you were the Vikings, should you have said to yourself, if we're not going to bring Patterson back, we are going to go get a third guy who we deem to be reliable? I mean, Floyd was Floyd was signed sort of after the fact and given a very cheap contract because of you built in the security of it. This guy could get in trouble. Now, we all didn't think he'd get in trouble immediately, which he did. Yeah. But, but should the Vikings be criticized, Ben, for not going out on the open market and saying, okay, we need to be a little bit more aggressive in bringing in a guy behind Diggs and Thielen? Well, I, I think that's always something that comes up. And I don't think it should from the perspective of, oh, we need a leader for this group. I mean, it's a nice thing to have. I, I'm I just think it's a little overrated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, not, not the top two guys are, are certainly reliable and – Maybe Jarius Wright gets back to that. It just seems like he's kind of you on think the he outs. Makes the roster, even I, I have, last year was weird. I have to said me. no. I mean, we we had to do something on a player that's on the roster bubble that I believe will be running soon if it hasn't already. And I picked Jarius Wright because they were trying to trade him last year. I don't care what they say, they were trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. Now they, of course, tried to to quash that rumor when they couldn't get a deal, but. They wanted to move him because they had other guys that they liked, the other guys that were more versatile, other guys that if you're going to put him on a 46-man roster on game day could do more things. And, you know, he certainly didn't get a lot of opportunities to play last year. It, it seemed like he had kind of fallen out of favor. So, Oh, he definitely had. There was I, no question. And I don't think it was necessarily that he had regressed. I think they just had other guys that – had passed him up, guys that probably did a lot of the things that he did and, and made his skill set not quite as valuable. and Guys that, yeah, could just do more things. So I, I think a lot of the reason that he fell out of favor was that way. And, and we didn't see a lot this spring to think like, yeah, he's going to be back it in. It was like they didn't trust him at all. Yeah, I mean, they would use odd. him if they had given him extension the year before. Well, what's, what's weird is he's not a bad player. I'm not saying he's great, and I, I know he doesn't do a ton of things, but he's not a bad player. And last year, I kept saying to myself, "Okay, he's going to get in now." He's good, and I think they finally put him on the field, but they were absolutely forced to. And uh, yeah, I mean, un- unless the only difference is if Shermer has seen something he likes more in right. But that was was a guy who, by about halfway through 2016, you said to yourself, there's something weird here because they just clearly only would use him as a last resort and did not want to if they didn't have to. He just doesn't have one particular skill that really stands out, right? I mean, yeah. It, 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 we talk about everybody else. If Even if Laquan Treadwell works out in some way, shape, or form, yeah. he can go up and get it. Yeah. He's strong. He's got a big body. He can do the Anquan Bolden thing a little bit. Like, that's his ceiling if this all yeah. works out. What can you really say for Wright, for what skill he really he has? He faster 40 than people realize. He was in the low 4-4s. I mean, his straight-line speed is, is pretty good, and we've seen it a couple different times, obviously. The play that, that won the game against the Jets back in 2014 where he took that screen and, and went to the house with it. Had a big catch against the Packers in 2012 on a, a, a seam route from Christian Ponder. We've seen a little bit of that uh, at different times, but there wouldn't be a lot of measurables otherwise. I mean, he's not certainly not a big guy, and, and he's a guy that I think people like Stacey Coley are in that same vein. And I, I think with guys like that on the roster, there's a very good chance that they say, well, we can approximate a lot of this skill set with cheaper pieces. If you trust those people, Wright has been reliable, so if you, if you trust those people – 
you can make the move. If you don't, maybe you keep him around for reliability's sake. But if you trust Coley and Adams, I think there's a good chance Wright does not make the roster. Is there uh, any reason to still try to find someone via trade or free agency? Uh, the only guy that Anquan I can think Bolden? of left is Anquan Bolden or Stevie Johnson. I don't believe has found a spot yeah, either. I think, that's I think Vincent Jackson, right, still Vincent out, Jackson, out there. Although correct. I think he might be just to- completely cooked too. Yeah, I think I think he probably is. Bolden did say that he wants to play closer to Florida. Last time I checked, Minnesota is only a short plane ride from Florida, <laughs> uh, but not exactly uh, Atlanta when it comes to that. So I don't know if. Uh, my guess would be that Anquan Bolden would have quite a few offers mm-hmm. if he decides that he's definitely coming back. That seems like a long shot. And I think kind of now you're out of free agents. And is it questionable to have put so much reliance on Michael Floyd being good when you didn't know how that thing was going to play out? It's weird, though, because don't, don't you guys – it felt to me like with Floyd as if they looked at the de- the depth chart, they said, eh, you know, Treadwell, we think, we hope, we don't know. We're going to sign Floyd on this cheap contract. We hope he doesn't get in trouble. He did. I will say this, boys. If you go Diggs, Thielen, and, I, and either one of those guys or both gets hurt – or your your three receiver becomes necessary and Treadwell struggles again, this to me is purely on one guy, the GM, because you are putting all your eggs right now, as far as I can tell, in the basket of Laquan Treadwell needs to step up. I mean, we are not talking high draft picks from, th- from this year. We're talking, what, fifth and seventh round picks, correct? So to me, Spielman is putting his neck on the line to a certain degree. If you go to training camp with Treadwell as your three, it better work because that's a first-round pick, and that's a guy who you've been telling us all spring long has improved, has improved, has improved. Well, if he comes out and falls flat again, that's on the general manager who drafted him, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly that position as a whole is uh, one that has some question marks. And it has – it's funny. The Vikings have had these spots for a long time that – they just can't quite get fixed, and that is one of them. They, they've they spent a lot of resources trying to make that happen, but the plan now, as it often is, is not the one that they drew up. I mean, having a fifth-round pick and an undrafted free agent as your top two guys is probably not what they envisioned. I, th- I think they, they thought Stephon Diggs was a steal. Adam Thielen kind of fell in their laps and became a lot better than even I think they expected him to be, so... The the expensive resources at that position, Greg Jennings, Cordero Patterson, Laquan Treadwell, Mike haven't worked. Wallace too. Mike Wallace, yeah. Yes. I mean, oh, that one was it was money wise, yes, but they didn't spend a lot to get him. They were saved from themselves in some ways there because mm-hmm. he didn't want to play in the cold. They were offering him a lot of money, offered him more than they offered Greg Jennings that year. But uh, that one. I guess I don't put it quite in the same class because it was a fifth round pick. But yeah, another veteran that they tried and it didn't work out. It was interesting to me in this last draft, I think it was, was it Bill Belichick who said, or it's just been pointed out, that he had so many bust draft wide receivers that he just wasn't going to draft wide receivers anymore? He either said it or somebody reported that that yeah, was the case. Yeah, because they don't. I mean, Right. Because they, what, they had like Brandon LaFell was yeah, one of sure. them, and they, they had a bunch of them that, did, that didn't really work sure. out. and. It might be one of those things where eventually you have to acknowledge, you know what, we're not very good at finding these. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So maybe we won't spend huge assets 
on getting them because we keep failing every time we try to do it. The Vikings also have tried for quite a while now to draft guys. Unfortunately for this team, they haven't necessarily had guys who can competently throw to them. So it's, you know, it's like, okay, if you're Jennings, you come come here. You just played with Aaron Bleepin Rodgers, right, and Brett Favre before, and now you're with Christian Ponder and you come in and talk a Ponder. Well, guess what? Christian Ponder still stinks. So it's been weird because they've, they've paraded receivers through here, and besides uh, 2009 with Brett, you've also had a lot of guys who probably have had some skill, but guess what? The guys throwing to them haven't been good. I mean – you know, Christian Ponder can't make anybody look good and didn't. You know, before we move on and, and pull back the lens, talk about some other teams here, the other position that we should probably mention as a bit of a concern, to me at least, is linebacker. Because you are looking for somebody to replace Chad Greenway. Chad Greenway certainly had gotten to a point where he was pretty limited in what he can do for you, but you're either trusting Edmund Robinson, who hasn't had to prove a lot yet, or Emmanuel Lamour, who for the contract he signed didn't play a lot last year and it was certainly notable that he didn't work out a bigger role anthony barr is coming into a year that he has to be better or he's probably going to be gone i mean that the the option he has for 2018 is as high as it is because of three four linebackers that rush the quarterback and he's one of the few four three linebackers that would be making that much money on that option so if he's not better there's a good chance he's not back, and then Eric Kendricks certainly was was impressive. But uh, as much as they use those linebackers in blitz packages, you need more from that group, and there's not a lot of known commodities there. Can we talk about that fifth year option for a second with Bar or just a, a general with, with Bar? Yeah, I think that's a really poor decision to pick, pick up, it up. His, because of how play, uh, badly he played last year. To make him one of the higher paid linebackers next year. When yeah. you're not even sure if he's going to bounce back or not. Plus, the if you're not a 10-sack type of outside linebacker, that is a replaceable spot. I mean, you can go into free agency or you can go into the draft and find a linebacker who will give you four sacks and a handful of plays and possibly be a good cover linebacker too mm-hmm. or even rush the passer just to, to make an impact like Bard did I mean I wouldn't want to downplay how good he was in 2015 but what he gave you last year was almost nothing it was well below replacement level play for where you could get a free agent or a draft pick and to me I would want to see him almost like they did with Cordell Patterson like well let's have you on the roster again and then we'll decide after that whether we want you long term and then if he ended up as a free agent I think what he what you expect him to give from here on out is not what he gave in 2015. You would expect it to be much closer to last year than what it was to two years ago because that's just how football works, right? Yeah. You don't ever expect guys to bounce back. It's just not a sport where they do. And to There's ben, a lot of hope. To, to your point, Ben, though, he can be, unless he gets hurt during the course of this year, yeah. he can be cut, correct? He can. He can. That is true. Um, his so option you're is guaranteed against injury. Right. But like you have Floyd. no risk other than that. Yep. before the beginning of the 2018 so, league year. So if he comes back and, and has as uh, down of season as he did in 2016, how surprised are you guys going to be given what he gave you previously, which was a guy who, to me, looked like a linchpin, a key part of this defense? Well, it's interesting with him because, yes, I, I think he was a linchpin. I, it's certainly in 2015, I think he's a guy that you use him in so many different spots that they don't do what they're able to do that year without him. 
But he's also not a guy that puts up huge numbers because he's not really asked to do that. I mean, I wrote about this earlier this offseason, but the number of linebackers taken in the top ten of the draft is not very many. It's only eight since the, the NFL introduced its rookie wage scale, and almost all of those guys are 3-4 type guys or, in the cases of Von Miller and Vic Beasley, guys that are asked to rush the passer almost all the time, whether they're in a 4-3 or 3-4. Barr is kind of the one outlier in that group in terms of guys that are paid like that that doesn't rush the quarterback that much. He, and some of that's his role. Some of that they tried to do it his rookie year, and he wasn't able to get home quite as much as they hoped. But I mean, he's only coming after the quarterback about 20% of the time, and then most of that's in blitzes. So, I mean, yeah, he does a lot of things for them. I, I think his length and his, his range does a lot in pass coverage when he's good, but we saw some errors there last year as well in pass coverage and yeah it's it's an odd fit because when they drafted him you kind of thought okay he's going to be coming after the quarterback they're going to be moving him around he's going to be maybe almost that kind of elephant type player they were for a while right I'll, yeah they they messed around with that but it, then they kind of stopped doing it and i i don't think it worked i mean i they had tried lining him up with his hand in the ground and he wasn't able to get past tackles and get to the quarterback I was messing around with Football Outsiders numbers earlier this week, and against number one wide receivers, the Vikings were, I think, the second best in the NFL for how many yards per game they allowed to them. Against tight ends, they were 24th. Yeah. I think a lot of it for Anthony Barr's struggles was other teams saying, you know what, when this guy's in coverage, that's where we're going. Right. Because we can't beat Rhodes, and they've got – Double coverage over helping Terrence Newman. Yep. There's one place, one weakness in this defense, and we're going to go at it. And I don't think that that's going to change going forward. Yeah. And I also don't see him all of a sudden becoming this great cover linebacker. He certainly has the the physical traits to do it. And we've seen, I think, at times where he's been better simply because he is so big. I mean, it's almost like a, a power forward in basketball that can change shots just because it's hard to, to get over him. But... Yeah, it's it's never been that he's been this this great coverage linebacker, and I I don't think at this point in year four that you necessarily expect that to happen. I mean, Eric Kendricks probably is more of that guy, but Barr, yeah, it's it's a big year, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because that's a guy that that Mike Zimmer stuck his neck out for and really liked, and it's it was a the top it was a top ten pick. He was the highest pick they've had yep. in years, and uh, if it doesn't work, it's going to be a big mess. But they're locked into it but next year. That's what's so tough for me. It next year. Right? Aren't they? Or do they have to? Or can they cut him? They, unless he gets, hurt, he gets injured, they can cut him before the end, beginning of the league year. Next oh, year. I see. Okay. But right. collar, but collar, you are asking what you are saying, what you are suggesting, which might be smart, but nonetheless, what you are suggesting is that a first-round pick, a high first-round pick, who this team invested a lot in and was criticized for taking and looked good for at least a year, if not two, now be potentially cut loose after his first contract. And I'm telling you, if Laquan Treadwell fails again, you're looking at two years of your first round right. receiver. We're talking about a lot of pride right there. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about it's two guys in Spielman and Zimmer both basically being told, you know what? Very recently, in some of the most important picks both of you have made, you have screwed them up. But you're locked into that price, though. I mean, that's you the, are. That's the really tough part for me because if you're resign, if you have to resign your quarterback, yeah. which by the way, apparently Derek Carr is going to get twenty five million. Yeah. And if you're uh, Tom Conn, you're like, okay. If he, I'm not sure if he's negotiating that deal oh, or if someone else's. The 2014 else's, draft that played out differently. I mean, think care, think care the, to review. Well, they passed on Derek Carr. Yes, they did. 
They did. But I'm I'm just saying with hell I'm saying this with healthy knees and the Raiders offense, Teddy Bridgewater B getting twenty five million too, just saying. Well sure. And they have a, they have a much better line. I'm just much better. I'm just saying your your <laughs> better weapons. Your bar point might make sense, but you are now we are now suggesting that Anthony Barr and Treadwell after this year both might be deemed failures. That's a lot to swallow if you're the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean, these are people. Is. We're talking about people with a lot of pride and they think they're professionally really, really good at what they do. Now the one point we should make with Barr is that the Vikings, of course, could go to him and try to restructure that thing before sure. the start of the league year, but your bar, why? Yeah, give me that cash, you, and it's guaranteed. That's the thing is that if you tell somebody, okay, you're not hurt, we want to keep you, but we have to make you come off of twelve million guaranteed. I mean, you're going to have to either add years to it, or I'm taking my chances. Something else. I mean, I yeah, I, I would. If I'm him, I would I'm think take my chances, and say I'm going to bounce back. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I mean, that's going to be an interesting position to watch, an interesting player to watch this year because I, I think – I mean, it's a pivotal year for that guy. It's a it's a pick that has a lot of attention on it, probably not as much as it would if it was an offensive player, certainly, but it should have a lot of attention it on a, it because it was a top-10 pick. Was, yeah, exactly. And uh, it looked like it was going to be kind of a, a key piece to the defense, and now we'll we'll have to see. I like the idea of Everson Griffin in pass rush situations moving inside and having Barr come down to the defensive line and take on tackles and try to do the edge rush thing. I, I think that's that what he was in college. That that's where he probably has the most potential. And if other teams are just going to go after him in pass coverage, now that leaves you with another question, though: is well, who takes that? Right. I think you could be looking at more dime packages from this team. That you could be looking at using Newman on the say? field. Dime packages? Dime packages, Hold yes. on, I'm crossing myself. I told you I'm worried about the nickel. Well, yes, okay, right, but including Father, Newman Son, and then even potentially moving Harrison Smith closer to the line. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. And, yes, you have to have everyone be healthy the whole season, which is kind of Okay, so the dime – wait, 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 wait. Let's play this out. A Vikings dime package would be Rhodes, Waynes, Yep. Newman, yep. Alexander, Smith, S- Smith. But the, now you've got to still bring in another Anderson Dejo. So, no, but don't you? But if we're talking true dime package, you've got your safeties, you've got your two corners, you've got your third corner. You now need a fourth corner. Correct? We have them. There's four corners: Newman, Alexander, Rhodes, Waynes. Oh, Waynes. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got Sandejo and Smith. Okay. Whew. You <laughs> let's, do it. Let's let's look at the rest of the division, <laughs> you shall can we? Do it. You could. Um, right, they've yeah, talked about right. possibly using guys as like a linebacker safety hybrid too in the past, and you know what? It maybe might, they can find somebody who can do that. It might be fun to watch. Maybe. Uh, let's look at the <laughs> NFC North as a whole, because I, I think we're kind of getting at this with the Vikings. Probably a theme that you can look at around the division in a lot of ways, in the sense of who got better. The the Bears, of course, are are kind of starting over with with a, a new quarterback, two new quarterbacks, I guess. Yep. Uh, no Alshon Jeffrey, not a lot of known commodities among their skill position players. The Lions are coming off of a year where they went nine and seven and won, or it was a ten and six. Uh, they won seven games, I believe, in fourth quarter comebacks. Seven, okay. Um, nine and seven, I guess they were. Okay. Um. Not sure that's repeatable. Their offensive line should be better. 
but now Taylor Decker's hurt, so you have to worry about that. And how about their defense? Yeah, and then you have the Vikings, who added some pieces to the offense, but how much better does that make them? Can you expect the defense to do what it did last year? There's there's a lot of unknowns there, and then of course at the top of it you have the Packers, who kind of did what they always do, at least maybe a little more boldly. They they added to their offense, signing a couple of free agents, which was noteworthy for the fact that they did it. But that defense still is counting a lot on young players that have not either developed or haven't had the chance to develop yet. So, who in this division is better, and how does it stack up? I was painted really pretty. Well, I, d- I do think that the Packers are a little better. I mean, last year, early in the season, we were talking about, boy, those Packers, they're done. They might even miss the playoffs. Well, Mark McCarthy was in the hot seat for a while there. Yep. And then uh, Jordy the- being, being healthy from day one makes a huge difference because the, yeah. the yep. Jordy that played here in, what, week two last year looked completely lost. Yep. And then he got good at the yeah, you know, second looked, half of the season. That knee came really around. excellent when That, to me, is a huge difference. They couldn't decide who was supposed to cover him. Just a miscommunication, I'm sure. <laughs> he actually um, looked really excellent when he was in the slot, and they knew who was covering him, and he still torched everybody. This I is true. more of the issue. Um, well, he did have that one against uh, Trey Wayans, too, right, where he worked yeah. him at the top of the route. Yeah. He's, he's very good. But they're going to um, be yes, good from there, from day, from day one. Yes. They should be this year. And instead. Martellus Bennett, I yeah. think, is a huge yeah. addition That's for a them. really good pickup. When you're going against the Vikings with Martellus Bennett, who is taking him on? The, I, I mean, you know. have to kind of like bracket coverage him yeah. some way, unless yeah. you line up Harrison with him. But he's so big that that's even going to be tough for Harrison. Yeah. Well, and then you have to deal with Nelson. You have to deal with Devontae Adams. You have to deal with Randall Cobb, although he didn't have a great year last year. Geronimo Allison started to come on. Lance Kendricks is there. I mean, it's a lot of weapons. Uh, now, for a team that has to score 45 to win, it's probably <laughs> good that you have a lot of weapons, but uh, I, it's a lot I to still, deal with. I think they're better. I think they could go twelve and four or eleven and five. Uh, I think at worst case they're ten and six as long yeah. as Aaron Rodgers yeah. across the board is uh, is healthy. Detroit, I am convinced, is a bad football team. I think this is a six and ten, five and eleven type of team that got away with some wacky bleep last year. This is they the don't year. make the playoffs if Blair Walsh hits an extra point. This or is the if year that kicker wasn't from the moon. This is the year I, that bites not. Jim Caldwell in the butt. Finally, they, Jim Caldwell it will be in his last year with Lions. They they, they got Clark Kent taking yeah. off his glasses yes. to go kick a ninety yard field yeah, goal. He is whatever. very very good. Matt Prater is unbelievable, and I think also was suspended once for steroids. Anyway, he, <laughs> he was in Denver, and he kicked in Denver. Uh, I think that team's worse. They didn't improve their defense at all. Taylor Decker was really really good last year. Yeah, and now Everson Griffin will face off with Greg Robinson. All right. Okay. Uh, Everson, we know, is an entertaining human being. Uh, I'm. Would have liked to have seen his reaction to that. Chicago is tanking, right? They should yeah. Be, yeah, it kind of seems right? like it. They should be. Yeah. Chicago and the Jets are fighting doing. to tank. I love that Chicago picked a quarterback. I don't agree with the quarterback, yeah. but I like picking a quarterback high, having another terrible year, drafting yeah. high again, not spending a lot of money. In the past, Chicago has been the classic team that's like, Oh, we signed this washed-up yeah. receiver, safety, or whatever. We signed Jared Allen to be a three-four linebacker. Yeah, right. yeah, they they have done that many, many times. They're on the right path, but for this year, no. I mean, if you're no, the Vikings, you should no. be taking two from him. I wouldn't be shocked if they're worse than three and thirteen that they were last year. John Fox gone, Jim yes. Caldwell gone. Yes, 
Here's my question. Too bad. John Fox is good on conference calls. <laughs> What's worse? <laughs> the, writers there hate him. The Do North? Yes. Oh, yeah. They, they can't. Well, him. I guess really, I get, the Bears, I guess, PR-wise, are a nightmare. And it's funny. We get along with uh, Zimmer really great. What's worse, <laughs> in your gentleman's opinion, the North Division in the NFC or the American League Central? Because to me, to me, I, to me, they're very comparable. They're very no, comparable. Disagree. They're very comparable. Cleveland, Cleveland's good in the Central, and after that, puh. Cleveland and is not even NFC, that good right now. No, I understand they that. But be. what I'm, yeah, they. But what be. I'm saying is, both these divisions aren't very good. They're not good at all. And the NFC North, to me. I agree, Collar. Detroit's bad. Chicago's putrid. Green Bay will be good. And the Vikings, I don't know. If you call I, Honestly, if you're objective about it, because you think it's going to be a good defense, offensively, you're, we're, we're doing nothing more right now offensively than making assumptions. Yeah. If you call yeah. the Indians Green Bay, then I'll give it to you. Okay. That's because fine. Be, I'm not, but my po- I'm my, not sure about the Indians my yet. My point is there's a starting point in both divisions yeah. to talk about, and yeah. after that you can just – Sort of stick them in a bowl and stir them around, and I don't know who's who. Yeah, no, it's uh, it it's not a lot in terms of known commodities at this point in the NFC North, and it seems like that's been the case more often than not. Probably in the last few years, you have the Vikings come up for a year here and there. The Lions have come up for a year. The Bears have kind of been what they've been, and the Packers generally are the team that's the one constant. So. It'll probably be another one of those years where you go into it figuring the Packers are at the top, and then everybody else, It's it depends where things shake out. Now, as far as the NFC goes as a whole, uh, where do we think it stands? And let's get into it this way. Collar had uh, kind of a, a game show idea, because you know how we love game shows on the, on the Purple Podcast. They guess the crappy quarterbacks. A favorite of some, loathed by others, but this one will be a little more relevant, I think, than than that is for some. So you want to go through every team and name their worst backup quarterbacks? No, their worst ever? That could be fun. That would be fun. I think people get really pretty bored with that. Let's not do that. Let's instead go through each team Rapid fire, better or worse. All right. Okay. We'll just go east, north, southwest in order. Are you going to be Gene, the game show host? I will. Okay. Uh, We'll go east, north, southwest in order of finish last year. So, first up, Dallas Cowboys, guys, better or worse? I will say worse than 13 and 3, still good. Uh, Worse. I will also say worse. I I think it's going to be difficult for them to do the same thing they did last year. I think they're still very good, but uh, yes, I would agree with worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New York Giants. I'm eleven say, and five last year. I will say eleven and five even. I'm gonna say they don't move. They're just as good. They'll stay at eleven and five. Um a little bit worse. I'm gonna say better just in the sense that I think they win that division. I, I think their defense is really good and uh I, I like a lot of what they have on offense too if Odell Beckham is They've got a high uh, school gym coach calmed down enough. Teacher to, coaching. He does look like that. He yes. looks like your high school gym. Yes, teacher. he does. Um wasn't he in Napoleon Dynamite? That's what my point. Ben McAdoo. Yeah. He could have been. He yes, he does have that look. Uh but I think they are better. I, I I whether the record's better, I don't know, but I think they win the division. Uh Washington Redskins were eight, seven, and one last year. I will say is slightly worse, but only to be eight and eight. Okay. That they are the your classic five hundred team. Yep. They're the Redskins. They'll be worse because they're owned by a complete idiot. Yeah, I will also say worse. Philadelphia Eagles, seven and nine last year. I'm gonna go a little better. I think Carson Wentz uh, improves a little bit. Ditto. I 
yeah, we're in agreement on this one. I think Wentz improves. I think Alshon Jeffrey helps him out. I think they're a smidge better. They'll be in the mix. Oh, it's a terrible song. Uh, <laughs> NFC North, Green Bay Packers. I'll go better. Yeah, better. I will say better marginally. I still think they have the same issues, but yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions, Much nine and worse. seven. Much worse. Worse. Agreed. Minnesota Vikings. I mean, slightly better. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Better. Slightly better. Yeah, w- you, you I'll go e- at least one win better. Okay, better. Uh, so nine and seven. I I, I picked them to go the same, but uh, I think it's a little bit of a I, better team. I think I put them on nine wins. So. I picked yeah, I, I picked ten and six. Yeah, so. Homer. It, well, in part because the, I You're think the Detroit, wrong station. I am so disrespectful toward uh, Detroit. I yeah. think they're just yeah. awful, and I think you get two wins there. Yeah, but yeah. don't don't forget that Thanksgiving that game. That Thanksgiving game can be play hard on Thanksgiving Day. Trap. That's the narrative at least. Lions go hard on Thanksgiving Day. Of course, so the Vikings did lose there last year. Uh, saying worse. I'm saying better. Really? For the Vikings? Oh, but yeah. Okay, sorry. I, um, I thought you thought he meant. The I don't Lions. know. The, I, the Lions I don't know the records better, <laughs> but okay. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bears. We worse? Are we agree on this? I'll just go same. Coming off what was same or worse? Thirteen last year. Oh, they'll uh, let's say two and fourteen. Let's go worse just for fun. Yeah, sure. Why not? I think they're worse as well. Uh, the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, Real eleven quick. to five, coming off of yes. the Just, biggest sorry. mental in Super Bowl history. We're doing an extra college stuffing on my touchdown. I, I know this is not quick hit, yeah. but if Chicago goes two and fourteen and they get the number one overall pick or number two, they don't need it with the quarterback, right? right? They're going to trade that for so much. Um, yeah, with with should. these top quarterbacks, let me, Rosen let and me Allen. Stop, let me stop you for a second. The Chicago front office seems like they might be dysfunctional. And they took Trubisky. I'm not quite sure they wouldn't take. Uh, I can't guarantee you that they wouldn't try and trade Trubisky and take a quarterback. McCaskies think that you need another one, and that's yeah. that. I'm just saying, allow for the dysfunction. Let the dysfunction breathe. Okay, sorry. The Trubisky thing made no sense. To, to Atlanta. Anyway, back to the NFC champions yeah, that had a very quiet uh, trip through the Super Bowl. Are they better or worse? I'm going to say they get worse. I think a lot of things went great for them, and they had a great offensive coordinator who left for San Francisco. Yeah, that division's very odd. And ordinarily, if you're really good, you're bad the next year. I, I don't think Atlanta's bad. I think they're going to be worse. I think that is the only team in that division that is not better. I think the yeah. Super Bowl hangover, yeah. losing like that, <laughs> is going to just a hangover. Nah, I you mean, died on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, how you come off of that. And be just as good. I mean, they'll be motivated, but yeah, they had a lot of things go right. Matt Ryan was great when he typically hasn't been that good, hasn't been on that level at least. Um, I think they are worse as well. I, think, I still think they're in the mix to make the playoffs, but I think they are worse. And I think the fact that that division improves will also hurt them. So, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next on the list. They were nine and seven last year. I think adding Deshaun Jackson helps for them. And what didn't they draft somebody tight end? They pick O.J. Howard. Oh, O.J. Howard, yes, yeah. that's right. So, yeah. they, they I mean, their weapons. weapons around Winston are outrageous. So I say they're a little bit better, but I don't think they're going to go nuts. I think they get to it, yeah. Ten wins fair? Yes. Yeah. Better. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think they're 10-6 and six in that neighborhood. They may win that division. That may be enough where they're in the wild card mix at least. Definite playoff type team, yeah. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, 7-9 last year, added a, uh, a running back of some repute. In the off season, are they better or worse? I think they've just got to be better, right? They that defense is so pathetic over the yeah. last couple of years, historically pathetic over yeah. the last couple of years. Drew Brees can still play; they should be better. But this division is going to be really tough. Though. Yeah, 
Um, I'm going to say they're going to be about the same. If I'm not mistaken, that they've already lost two old linemen going yes. into the season, and uh, Unger is going to be probably almost certainly out for the Vikings game. And Drew Brees, <laughs> God bless him, might get killed. I'm going to say, especially if Adrian's in the backfield. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, Drew. Didn't mean to whiff on all those blocks, and now you're dead. I'm going to say <laughs> it's about the same. I was going to say better. Uh, now you guys have talked me off of it. Now I'm envisioning scenarios where that offense gets into a tug of war between Peterson and Breeze. And uh, I kind of want to go cover the Saints yeah. like this year. It'd that, be pretty interesting. Oh, it'd be it? fun. It would. You're with right. Those two. Um, I, yeah, I guess I'll say about the same. Um, especially because I I am high on the. the Team that finished last in this division last year, the Carolina Panthers. Worst to first, I think. Six and ten. I think there's a year. good chance of going worst to yeah, first for I them. Too. Better for sure. I agree. I think they're better. I, I think they helped their defense. Um, Cam Newton, I think, will be back to some rotator cuff. Right? We found Cam out. Newton. Yeah, he had a bad rotator cuff. Yeah, I think they're better. I, I, they may win that division. Uh, that that is a tough division. That division's weird too. It's it, always it weird. flips all the time. Yep, yep. It's kind of like the AFC South. All those Sun Belt expansion-ish yep. teams that never seem to have a, a solid footing for some it, reason it, or another. Is, is it not unquestionably the worst jersey and logo division? Ah, uh, ooh, that's an interesting. The, which one? The the NFC South is NFC the worst South? jersey and logo division. Ah, boy, that Atlanta. It's I don't certainly, mind. I mean, New Orleans. I don't mind. Tampa's bad. Tampa Car- is Tampa's the original Tamp- Tampa cream skulls, though. Bucko Bruce is great. Yeah, come on. Tampa, no, I, I like Bucko Bruce. The original. <laughs> right now, Tampa original. is an XFL team. I don't like right? Tampa now. Carolina, Atlanta, those nineties. Okay. Yeah, Carolina, I'm not a huge fan of, but Boy, Carolina doesn't offend me. I'm just division. ambivalent. This to is it. an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, we could get to this. I next, mean, who actually. could possibly it, be worse? There's classic logos all over. I think the AFC South has. Yes, that's the other one that I was thinking. It's got a case and because the they're way, all blue. And by the way, I like Tennessee's sort of. There is the powder blue. There is no team in that league that has improved itself. The old logos are always the best. The Patriots. The fact the Patriots don't have the old like nineteen seventies guy with the yes the center with his hand on the ball. Yes, that's a crime. The New England Patriots should be forced to go back. Denver, the old Broncos, great logo. So what's the Chargers? What's the best? Division, and we'll get back to the rest of this question here I, in a minute. I think this is a runaway too. I think, AFC West. I think the NFC East is the best. Dallas mm. Giants, Washington, and let, well, the racist element yeah. of Washington. <laughs> Small asterisk there. Okay, okay, let's that, that hurts the case. Okay, that hurts that the aside. case. I think the NFC North is a good case for it. I mean, you talk about old Vikings, teams that classics, have not changed their yeah. logos. I would agree with that. I'm classics. just saying. The AFC West old school Ooh, is yeah. easily the best. Yeah. It's easily. Powder blue Powder chargers. Blue chargers. The original Bronco, orange You're not talking crush. like the brown, crappy like thing they had in the 60s, are you? The, like, no. Like when they had the, like, the brown no, with no, the no, yellow. No, no, I no, mean, no. Like, the, ni- the, the 1970s Broncos uh, yeah. with the D helmet. Yeah, oh, that was that, a great. And the orange and the blue. Yep. That mm. it, it is. They should be the the National Football League should go to them and say you have no choice. You're switching back. Yeah. The Patriots well, the Raiders is great. Yeah. The Chiefs I, is great. I'm yes. going to change my vote to yes. AFC West. AFC West. It's AFC because, West or NFC North for me because Washington is racist and because <laughs> the Raiders have the best. You just realized this now. The Raiders might have the best uniform in sports, right? I. I it hope is, they don't change iconic. anything. Yeah. Yes. Iconic. Perfect. I really hope they don't change anything when they go to Las Vegas with the uniforms. Oh, Do not can't. mess with those. They yeah. can't, right? Yeah. It's the perfect Silver Vegas. And black. Yeah, you can't. Okay, go back to the game. Uh, NFC West. <laughs> okay. 
not a lot of great uniforms there. No, uh, the most gaudy of the uniforms is also the team that is defending the division championship, as they usually are, the Seattle Seahawks, 10-5-1 and one last year, better or worse. I don't think they did a ton to improve. I don't either. I think they're just okay. I'm, I'm just going to go they'll be the same because Russell Wilson is a tremendous quarterback, but still. This division sucks. It's a really bad division. Yeah. It's just in from Gessling. This division sucks. Uh, I'm going to say the same because they're they always seem to be good, but that offensive line last year actually made the Vikings look competent yeah. at times. Yeah, they've had bad lines. I mean, for they years. had some high school basketball player playing left tackle. <laughs> of course, this shows you how bad T.J. Clemmings was. He was worse yeah. than that guy. But I'm going to say the same because every time I expect them to dip down, they just don't. Yeah, I I guess I'll say that they're worse. I still think they win the division just because they feast on everybody else. But uh, I I don't know that they are – I don't really know who's in the driver's seat in the NFC overall, but I'm not sure it's them as much as they tend to be slated for that at this point of the year. Arizona Cardinals went 7-8-1, stepping quite a ways back from the mm. NFC title game the year before. Are they better or worse? I mean, they had a great defense last year yeah. and still only came away with seven wins. Quarterback's old. It's hard to see. Their quarterback is very old. Younger than they, Tom Brady, but they have they do have a one of the best kind of running backs in the league, oh, David man, Johnson. He's fantastic. You know, I'm going to say that they are better than this because they had a point differential that was really good last year and lost a lot of games. Uh, what was it? Third best in the NFC and still ended up losing a lot of games. Their so, win loss, their expected win loss was like nine and a half wins. Yeah, they won, so they won seven. I'll say they get closer to that because they didn't lose many pieces off yep. that defense. One right the. Def- Defensive tackle, they lose. Well, anyway, but their defense, I think, will still be very, very good. Better. Yeah, I think better as well. I, I think, I mean, Carson Palmer is getting up there in age. I, I don't think that's a, a playoff team necessarily, but uh, I think they are closer to that than they were last year. I, 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 David Johnson's really good. He's a good, good coach, too. He is. I do like him. And, uh, and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, you know, the number of older guys they have, I think that know they're coming down to it here. I, I think there's going to be some motivation to – Try to make one more run at it. So whether it's successful or not, I, I don't know, but I think they will be better. The Los Angeles Rams, and we are getting into the uh, the dregs Does of it, it here. I mean, they had a 12, 12 year, last year. Yeah. Well, they do have a 12-year-old coach, but they also signed a defensive coach who is one of the best maybe of all time on the defensive side in Wade Phillips. Yeah. With their talent on defense, oh, yeah, they do have a good if defense. Jared Goff can even play quarterback at all, if he can even be Case Keenum level for last year, which I'm not confident in, he wasn't even good in the preseason game against the Vikings' fifth string last nope. year. Yeah. No, when wasn't. all the Vikings' fifth stringers you were, were watching distracted. that crap? I was writing by them. Yeah, well, it was not good. Get it was really, really time. not good. Isn't that like your first day here? It was, yeah. That was actually you like, just sat there and watched the game, I came. Huh? That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to have that luxury just watching the game. Oh yeah, I was just, I, I was uh, I was charting all of Jared Goff's wonderful throws in that game. Well, now see, but now you uh, bring something to the table because you watched it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I no, no that idea. that was the day I had to come in and get the badge that I use to get in here every Don't time. Ever and lose that badge. Never no. forget this. Humbert visitor Matt, do not lose that badge. <laughs> you will be shot on sight. I have never forgotten it since. Badge. I will the, say uh, <laughs> that was the day of the ridiculous <laughs> Michael Vick rumors. Oh yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, which I even wrote to be nothing. Right, I even wrote an article about whether Michael Vick would yeah. fit, which the answer was no at yeah. the end of uh, yeah. the article. Um, Sorry I'm, to ruin it. If you were going to go back and look it up, <laughs> yeah, revisionist. I'm going to say uh, 
better because it can't be much worse. Yeah, I would agree better. But it doesn't matter. I, I think, yeah, I think Wade Phillips gets something out of that defense. They win like six games instead of four. Well, and the 12-year-old could be a good coach for all I know. <laughs> I mean, he knows his offense, so who knows? Yeah. 12-year-olds whose names What's start it? with McAvey or whatever? Yeah. It's 12, McVay? McVay, whatever the 12, hell he is. 12 year old like, guys with Irish from names. high school when I was like 35. David so. McCoy, I love him. Just depressed. Prepubescent guys who with, with Irish descent. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, 2 and 14 a year ago. I mean, I feel like they have to win more than that. Uh, yeah. But not much more. <laughs> I mean, who's playing quarterback? Brian Hoyer? Um, yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm, sure, in, let's go in all, with that. In all, dance for a second. In all seriousness, I just have had hesitation right there. John Brody. It's not McCown. This is like the bad quarterback. <laughs> is it Trent Dilfer? It's the bad quarterback. He's guessing the starter. <laughs> is it Cade McNown? It could be a Detmer or a McCown. A De- yes, Coy Detmer. Coy Detmer. Right Detmer. It's Coy. Uh, <laughs> it's Coy Anti. Matt Barkley is on the roster. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley played here in the last game. Um, yes, and three. three, right? Threw the, an interception every other four pass. four quarterbacks on that roster. Okay. Matt Jim Drunkenmiller. No. Uh, C.J. Beathard from Iowa. Oh, they uh, yeah, they Brian Hoyer and something called Nick Mullins. Wow. They have Where's Nick Mullins from Matt Barkley and three rookies. No, sorry. Matt Barkley, two rookies, and Brian Hoyer. Nick Mullins from That nine looks like an R. From what school? Does it even say? Do you even have Southern that? Mississippi. I, wasn't he a uh, power forward for the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Interesting. Uh, alma mater of Brett Favre. Hell, I'm going to say they'll be the same. Two wins again. Yeah, I don't think they're. Winning I don't think they games. care. Brandon Jets go signed there. So wait, so the Bears. The, All right, bump it up to three. <laughs> the Bears, the Jets, and the 49ers. Niners are basically going to vie for that first pick. Yeah, yeah. I whether they're better or worse, I, I maybe a little better. I, it's not going to matter. It's John be Lynch does not care. No, their GM doesn't give. No, up. no, because they want one of the picks, and, they, and then well, they should. Josh Allen or You know what's uh, really Rosen? sad? You talk about incompetence. The Yorks, man, pulled that franchise apart so quickly. That franchise yeah. was back to being really good, what, four years ago now? Yeah. Three years yep. ago with, mm-hmm. with Harbaugh? And they, because of ego and all that BS, they pulled that thing apart. Too bad. Well, that's the NFC. Um, who's a favorite in that mix? In the entire... NFC. In the conference? Yeah. Well, if you like the Giants in the East, the Giants would be up yeah. there. I mean, I still think Dallas is going to be really good, don't yeah. you guys? Yeah, I think they're a playoff team. Here's my biggest problem. I can never get a read on the South. Yeah. Like, there's always a team yeah. from the South that pops up and is just fantastic, and I bear and Had the I last did, two Super Bowl. The last two NFC representatives in the Super Bowl have been from the South. Yes. And then <laughs> one falls off the map, and one went from – Basically, what the Vikings did last year, starting five and zero and missing the playoffs to go into the Super Bowl. And I feel like Carolina is going to be much improved, but I don't know that, that I have the confidence to say I feel they'll be even near where they were two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's it's odd because the, the quarterbacks are talented, but how much do you trust any of them? I think that I might pick Dallas still, yeah. even though I don't think they'll win thirteen games. That roster is still strong. Yeah, the offensive line is talented. tremendous. Ezekiel Elliott only going into year two. Yep. The weapons they have across the board Snack are excellent. Prescott is good. I really like where he's going. Yeah. I, I mean, this could be one of those uh, old takes exposed, but I, I think he will stay as one of the top quarterbacks in the league because of his 
mental makeup and how well he fits and how well he's protected in that yeah. offense with the weapons they have and his smarts, all that combined. I, I think it's a perfect situation for him to succeed. You were the guy, of course, last year that told people not to sleep on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of old takes uh, exposed. Disagree. That never happened. Yes, it did. I didn't know Blake Bortles was going to go from just like, ah, it's it, Blake Bortles, to... He was the worst quarterback in the league last year. What was the Thursday night game they played? Was that against the Titans where Gus Bradley's just standing there and the Titans are scoring every trip down the field and finally just walks off the field at halftime, basically flips off his team, and that was that? I didn't watch that game. You know... Thursday Night Football did very well. Maybe I, by the way, top that. 10 show uh, on CBS he, and NBC. He prefers Monday great. Night Football. I do. Well, you're going to get a big <laughs> dose of it on yeah. September 11th. September 11th, right? starting with a much wa- must-watch game between the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers where Randy Moss's number, not his number, because we can't retire that. Uh, whatever. New Orleans Saints and like Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. We begin the season with the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. We end it maybe with the Packers there. I don't know. Uh, the maybe New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Randy Moss is. <laughs> what if you're right? <laughs> yeah, everybody watch ESPN all the time. That's basically what yeah, I'm saying. Do we have anything else to talk about? No. I mean, yes, we could talk about football. For the a best long part time. of this show, no question about it, was the uniform discussion. Yeah, I love that discussion, yeah. and I will always say this: the 1970s represented the greatest era of uniforms in the National Football League. Everyone go back to those, including the Vikings with the darker purple well, they and, the black, did, right? and the black I mean, shoes. The, they're in kind two, of back to the purple. Yeah, but in 2009, in the Favre throwback games, oh, yeah. that uniform, yep. bring it darker back. Darker helmets. Darker helmets, darker, and I believe wearing black shoes, which Bud Grant, because w- Bud wouldn't allow him to wear white shoes. And go back to the, like, the, the long sleeves, too. Yeah, the long no, sleeves are great. I know, I'm saying I mean, Sam Bradford loves them. You name me. Buffalo Bills, old school. All those old schools are great. Is there, I'm trying to think, is there anybody whose the old blue face uniform mask, is worse? Bills jerseys, or, no, yeah. yeah, the Bills uniform was nice. Yeah, in fact, that the Vikings, good. if I'm not mistaken, the Vikings had the darker uh, purple, and then yep. and then didn't they have sort of a gray face mask? Yeah, yeah, it's That's the ones a, they wore such a in 09. Look. That's such a good look. The, uh, I'm trying to think, anybody that didn't have a... Like who who had a regrettable old school uniform that it's like... Well, the Buccaneers when they started, but I like them. That's the Bucko, scary thing. Bucko Bruce. I mean, it's awful. I do too. But I like it, and and their current ones are yeah. Go back to the cream school. Boring. Well, yeah, it depends on if you call the Baltimore Ravens old school. No, no. but their originals with the silly shield that had wings. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that, but that's that. Too, that was abominable. That's too new though. No, yeah, it's, anything that happened 70s. in the '90s is probably going to be regrettable. But the Oilers old ones, yes, those were great. Were the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers, you know, Houston Oilers number one. Ba-dum, bum, bum. If I ever Earl get Campbell. put in charge of anything, and in baseball this would be the most applicable, the first rule I will make is if you used to wear powder blue, you are going back to it. It is not optional. Twins. Oh, my gosh. The old Rhodes. road Brody. powder Royce blue twins uniform. I love them. Yep. Royzy's wrong. <laughs> the powder blue twins road unis are fantastic. I'm not gonna argue with you. I would if I own the twins, that would go that would be their road uni all the time. Awesome. Aren't, aren't the Rams going back to what they did before? The yes. white they're going back to white horns. Yes, they switched back horns. to a, a Yes, which is also very cool. Good job. So let's Rams. go back to the seventies. I didn't live through them, but I think people took a lot of drugs and oh, they were generally more interesting. Tons so. of drugs Some good guitar did. playing then. And there was right. a, people were more quotable. Right on typewriters. I'll pass on that. All right, let's stop talking. Bye, guys.